Greetings to my podcast listeners. I've added a funny story for you. Hope you enjoy it. I was a single mom for many years with two teenage boys to raise. Here's a funny incident I think you'll enjoy. It's called the peanut butter capers. Sometimes single mothers have to navigate by the seat of their pants. This story is one of those times. You know, I'm a great grandmother now, but I look back with mixed emotions on the days I found myself single with two teenage boys to raise. At the time, humor was a scarce commodity, overshadowed by the basic need to survive, put food on the table, and clothes on their backs. This is one story I look back on fondly, and yes, I can find the humor now. I'd adhered to a frantic daily schedule. If I didn't, everything would spin out of control, and I was hanging on, a th- uh, on by a thread at best. My focus was on food to fill the yawning maw that was their appetites. Make sure they didn't go to school with high-water pants, juggle their sports schedules, and my two jobs while retaining any shred of sanity. I belong to the exclusive Single Moms Club. I'm sure you've heard of it. And I was confident my compatriots could identify with the unique incidents that pop up and the ever-present knee-jerk pearls of wisdom required to maintain membership. Where is it written that children will test your knowledge on a daily basis, push your patience to the limit constantly, and try to one-up you at every turn? I missed that part in the manual I was given at the onset of motherhood. Oh, yeah, right. There was no manual. One particular afternoon tested my ability to think on my feet in a very entertaining way. It played in my favor this time. My youngest son came home after ball practice in his normal state of existence, starving. I swear he had hollow legs. I was making hamburger stroganoff, one of their favorites, when he bounded into the kitchen with his standard greeting. What's cooking, Mom? It was at this point I realized the sour cream carton was empty. Great. Can't make stroganoff without sour cream. It's hard enough on a budget to cook a variety of meals that will satisfy both sons' tastes. The oldest wanted meat and potatoes, period. No fruit, no other vegetables, no imagination. The youngest would eat anything that didn't eat him first. We always joked that you could put sawdust between two pie crusts and he would eat it. Hamburger stroganoff was one of those meals both boys liked. It was inexpensive, filling, and easy. What more could a mother ask? I was in a pickle, however. There was a small grocery at the end of our street, just a few blocks away. No problem to jump in the car and pick up what I needed. The dilemma? Leaving a starving teenage boy alone in the house with the temptation of eating everything in sight before I returned. Not only would he ruin his appetite for a decent dinner, but seriously jeopardize the allotment of rations needed to make it through the rest of the week. Bread and milk disappeared from my house at a terrifying rate. Plus, the money ran out before the month did. 
and the mason jar was empty. I had just enough to pay for a small carton of sour cream. So I did what any normal, desperate single mother would do. I gave him an ultimatum. Fellow club members, you would have been proud. Son, I need to run down to the store. We're out of sour cream. However, dinner will be on time. I'll be right back. Under no circumstances are you to snack before I return. Stay out of the kitchen. I don't want you to ruin your supper. Understand? Believe me, I will know if you disobey me and there will be consequences. But mom, I'm starving. Can't I have a piece of bread, he whined. No, I just have enough bread for lunches to last the week. Do not get into that bread. I'll be right back. You can wait 20 minutes for dinner. I knew this was a huge request to ask of this boy. From the day he was born, his appetite defined him. Would he obey? This is the part I want you to really pay attention to. Let me set the scene. From the driveway and on a mild day, you can see through the living room window into the kitchen. But today, heavy green drapes were closed against the late afternoon sun. My purse was slung over my shoulder Car keys were in my hand as I gave him one more warning glance and hurried out the front door. I slid behind the wheel of the car, turned on the ignition, and looked up. Through the small slit in the draperies, I saw my darling son standing at the counter in the kitchen, spreading peanut butter on a slice of bread. My heart fell. So this is what happens when I'm not here. They defy me, go behind my back. Do I have any control over them at all? Then it hit me. He doesn't know I can see him. Aha, I can use this to my advantage. I eased out of the driveway, hurried to the corner store, rushed through the line, and arrived back home in less than 15 minutes. The kitchen counters were spotless. All traces of breadcrumbs wiped clean. The peanut butter jar had disappeared. Even the weapon of choice, the table knife used to execute the crime, was washed and put away. He did a good job of covering his tracks. I didn't say a word as he sauntered back into the kitchen. That was fast, Mom. Get what you needed? He peered over my shoulder as I stirred the creamy mixture into the skillet. Now is my chance to get in my bluff. Very few opportunities like this arose, a chance to use any kind of leverage. I sure did. Dinner is almost ready. Did you enjoy your peanut butter sandwich? He didn't move. I could feel him tense behind me. What are you talking about? I didn't have any peanut butter, he mumbled. Yes, you did. I told you I would know. My voice remained steady. You only used one slice of bread, used the smooth and creamy jar of peanut butter instead of the crunchy, folded it over, and stuffed it into your mouth with one bite. You wiped the counter clean, put the jar back inside the left cupboard, and washed your knife. 
This son, my baby, could never tell a lie, and I knew that he would fess up pretty quick. He exhaled and pulled away from me. I turned around and faced him. Large wooden spoon clutched in my hand. How could you know, Mom? I cleaned it all up, put it all away. I was starving. I'm sorry. I smiled and ruffled his curly hair, thinking this bluff will be all the consequences I'll need to inflict on him. I told you, that's what moms do. They have special powers. Never mind how I know, I just do. I sighed and turned around to tend the stove. It's hard, I know. There's only so much money. I'm doing the best I can. It doesn't stretch far enough. You are getting plenty to eat. There just isn't any extra right now. He patted my shoulder. Don't sweat it, Mom. I know you're doing your best. I'm really sorry. I can't help it if I'm always hungry. You're supposed to be hungry. You're a growing boy. I'm thinking of adding another night to my job at the movie store. That would put a few more groceries on the table. What do you think? He shook his head. No, I don't want you to. With Dad gone, I really want you here. Maybe I can get a job. I smiled. There are lawsuits against that sort of thing. You're too young. When you're 16 and can drive, we'll talk about it. Right now, it's my job to put food on the table. I'll think about the extra night thing. Anyway, go call your brother. Dinner is ready. As the boys gulped down their dinner, I watched them with a heavy heart. They didn't ask for this, and yet they had to live with my mistake. I vowed I would do a better job. Depression was not an option for me. Oh, yes, I cried at times. The loneliness was overwhelming. It hurt to go out in public and see other families together as one unit. I failed, and my sons had to suffer for it. Everyone told me I wasn't totally to blame, that it takes two to make a marriage. I know that's true. But which is worse, the decision to stay married and being totally devastatingly unhappy, fighting all the time, or separating, and trying to give my children a little peace and quiet was difficult. I chose the latter. Only time would tell if I made the right decision. Meanwhile, I was short one piece of bread for lunches. Time to turn over the sofa cushions, check pants pockets, and scour underneath the seats in the car to see if I could scare up enough for a loaf of bread. Better check the peanut butter while I'm at it. My youngest son is in his 50s now, so this incident was many years ago. I'm happy to say both my sons are doing well and have families of their own. I often wonder if they reflect on some of the incidents that transpired dur during their childhoods and find themselves using some of the tactics I had to use on the spur of the moment. Teach your children love and respect. Instill a good work ethic. Be the example they need. I survived the single mother's club and lived to tell about it.